Welcome to Macro Monday on Investec Focus Radio SA, a podcast about what's driving global and local markets. I'm Chris Holdsworth, Chief Investment Strategist at Investec Wealth and Investment. Every Monday morning, I'll update you on key developments from the past week and what you need to know about the week ahead. If you'd prefer to watch a video with the graphs and charts I referred to in the podcast, just go to investec.com forward slash Macro Monday. Good morning. This week, we'll have a look at some high-frequency economic data, which suggests that there's been an uptick in economic activity across the globe so far at the beginning of this year. We'll have a look at what's happening in China with regards to inflation and finally a bit more on the fiscal position in South Africa. We're going to start off with the high frequency economic data. For most of the countries that we look at, we can get an up-to-date indicator of economic activity and that indicator is what's known as a PMI data point. We've spoken about it before in this series. It's the most timeliest estimate of economic activity activity. It gives an, a gauge of month-on-month economic growth. Any number above 50 indicates a month-on-month expansion. Any number below 50 indicates a month-on-month contraction. And what we've seen over the past couple of months is that the global PMI has been picking up. It's now close to 52. It's not a very high number, but it is higher than it was a few months ago. And it suggests that we're seeing a slight rebound in economic activity across the globe towards the back end and beginning of this year so far. And the reason that's significant is that it's been widely expected that there would be a slowdown in economic activity this year. And so far, early days as it is, the data is suggesting, if anything, actually, we've seen a slight uptick. If we scratch a little and look at individual countries, most of the countries that we track have PMI data points above 50, indicating a month-on-month expansion in economic activity. It's true for China, it's true for the US, it's true for the globe in aggregate. The most notable exceptions are Europe and South Africa, where we are still seeing some contraction in economic activity based on this gauge. We'll we'll get a final estimate on GDP only in a a few months' time. In fact, the final estimate will only come in about a year's time or so. So we'll have to wait for the official GDP data to come through. That first estimate for GDP will come through probably around April or so. So we're getting an early gauge suggesting actually activity is picking up. Now, now one of the issues in the US has been a pretty stark slowdown in manufacturing activity. But within the PMI data, we can see that there's been a ramp up in new orders, suggesting that US manufacturing activity is likely to improve as well. So all told, pretty good news on the PMI front, both globally and in the US and with regards to manufacturing. However, even considering all of that, the current manufacturing PMI data in the US still suggests that earnings growth over the year ahead is likely to be weak. Around a couple of percent or so, well below the consensus forecast of around 10% or so. So a mild uptick in activity, but still probably a bit below what's expected with regards to earnings uh, in for the S&P 500. Switching to what's happening from the bank side in the US, we're seeing fewer banks tightening their lending standards. This is a key leading indicator for credit extension in the US. The fact that fewer banks are tightening standards suggests that the outlook for credit is a bit better than it was a quarter ago. But just like with the PMI data, while it is a bit better than it was a quarter ago, it's still not sufficiently better to suggest that credit growth is going to be positive over the coming 12 months. We still expect that it's going to be negative. So with negative credit growth, we would still expect there to be a slowdown in economic activity over the coming year or so, even though the recent data has been stronger than expected. And already we're seeing a slowdown in credit extension for consumers. Credit growth for consumers was 
barely above zero last month. It came in well below the consensus forecast. And there is a trend that's developed over the past year or so, with a couple of months as an exception of declining credit growth. And we would see that as a natural consequence of hiking rates by over 500 basis points. And we're now going to start to see the knock-on consequences of that with regards to weaker consumer spend in the U.S. Switching to China, Chinese inflation is still negative and still well below consensus forecast. It came out at minus 0.8% year on year. So while the rest of the world is still grappling with inflation that's above central bank targets, or most of the rest of the world, South Africa is an exception there, China has a very different problem on its hands. They would be concerned at this point that very low inflation is going to be entrenched in expectations, and that would lead to consumers deferring their purchases. They'll rather buy things when they're cheaper if consumers start to expect negative inflation going forward. So there's ample space for stimulus in China still based on inflation. We've already seen a large amount of stimulus thrown at the problem. We can expect to see more. And we are starting to see an uptick in several key leading indicators for Chinese economic activity. So we can expect to see a rebound over the coming six months or so based on the response from the central bank and from the fiscal authorities to very low inflation rates. Switching to South Africa, last week we spoke a bit about the fiscal position in SA post the tax data for December. We just want to elaborate a bit on that. We are getting close towards the budget. It is on the 21st of Feb. It's important to note that Treasury is in a tough spot at this point. Revenue has come in well below the expectations. We expect it's going to be a sizable miss. And there are only a couple of ways to deal with that. You can either hike taxes cut expenditure or issue more debt. And given that it's an election year, we'd expect to see very limited scope for hiking taxes outside of bracket creep, very limited scope for controlling expenditure. That leaves increasing issuance or tapping reserves, which we think is a most likely outcome. Now, if we go back over time of the past 20 years or so, and we look at the market response to the budget, it's very rarely the case that government bond yields move much post the budget. So even though we think that there's likely to be a fairly sizable revenue miss, we don't expect that there's going to be an outsized response in the bond market. I think these issues have been well flagged already, and it's a question really around the scale to which government issues more rather than it being a surprise that they're suddenly going to be issuing more debt. So there is a fair bit of bad news already in the bond market. It means that there's a sizable margin of safety in our view. We are still overweight SA fixed income despite government's fiscal position, and that is because a lot of this bad news, in our view, is largely in the price already. So come the 21st of Feb, we expect there to be an announcement from government with regards to a miss. They're going to have to issue more tap reserves, but we do expect that a lot of that is already in the price. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. That's all for this episode. Do tune in next week for more investment insights from me, Chris Holdsworth, and the Investec Wealth and Investment team. If you haven't yet added us to your podcast feed, you can subscribe to Investec Focus Radio SA wherever you listen. And please take a minute to rate our podcast so we can surface this content to the broader investment community. If you want to see the graphs that are referenced in the podcast, you can watch a video version of this recording at investec.com forward slash macromonday. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of Investec Wealth and Investment International and should not be taken as advice, guidance, or recommendation. Investec Wealth and Investment International, a member of the JSC Equity, 
equity derivatives, currency derivatives, bond derivatives, and interest rate derivatives markets. An authorized financial services provider and a registered credit provider.